Good morning and welcome to this special edition of Treaty Talk where we look forward to this weekend's All-Ireland semi-finals involving Limerick and Waterford on Saturday and Cork and Kilkenny on Sunday. Um, many of you will probably be expecting Kieran Carey. He just got caught up. He'll be joining us at some stage. Shazoot, stay tuned for a full review of this weekend's semi-finals in Crow Park. The impression of the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar and the back of it and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Matt, it's it's all Ireland final sem or Ireland semi final weekend, and I suppose for for many years uh, for the Limerick faithful, it was one where we'd watch on from the outset. But four years in a row now, uh, all Ireland semi finals, it's it's not to be laughed at, really, is it? It certainly isn't, Jack. And I suppose you know we have been bystanders. Uh, for, for, for long enough and All-Ireland semi-final weekend which it is now there's been separate weekends for many years but it's, it seems to be a weekend affair now um, it, it, it's, it's the place you want to be and um, coming up against Waterford it's, it's, it's um, of course a rematch of last year's All-Ireland final but it's also um, it's also a new uh, rivalry that has evolved in the last number of years um, if you go back to 2013 and 2014, um, they, they had a great rivalry at minor level um, when they met in successive Munster finals. And I think both of them went to replays and Limerick won both of them. And, and now that has translated into a senior rivalry. But it, it, it's, <coughs> it's a senior rivalry where, um, where Limerick have very definitely held the upper hand um in, in the last number of years like if you go back to the championships of 2017 um a huge win in the gaelic grounds in the round robin um 2018 then you had uh, the the um a big win in again down in walsh park or was it 2019 i'm getting mixed up between these years um you also had in 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 2020 uh, in 2019, you had the league final in Croke Park, a big win for Limerick. Um, last year, the Munster final, not such a big win, but a comfortable win. And then you had the, the comfortable win in in the um, in in the All Ireland final. But I I honestly believe ahead of of Sunday, um, we we must avoid getting carried away because I I think this Waterford team has has certainly improved on last year. Now, starting out at the start of the year, um, whilst John Kiley had a full hand to play from, uh, uh, to pick from, uh, it wasn't the case with Liam Cahill. As he, he knew coming into the year, of course, that, that he had already lost Tyg de Burka um, because of that unfortunate um, injury in, in the All-Ireland final. And I suppose when hopes of a return of Padraig O'Mahony dissipated again, 
um, that that was a blow. And certainly, what was a huge blow, of course, was was the departure for taking a year out of goalkeeper Stephen O'Keefe um, and a former All Star who who has he, who has served his county so well for 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 so long. <clears throat> but he has got over that now. Um, like if, if if you talk about the goalkeeper situation, I think he has juggled around with the goalkeeper situation a bit. In that um, Billy Nolan seemed to be the automatic um, first choice um, uh, during the course of the league and for the first game in in, in the championship, and um, <coughs> he has since been displaced very effectively, Mark you by Sean O'Brien, who was sitting on the bench as the third goalkeeper last year. So, like, that, that is the O'Keefe um, um, conundrum resolved. Now, the centre-half conundrum, Irlet um, Daly was the man that stepped in in the All-Ireland final and, and, and did quite quite well, but he, he missed the most recent... Um, the most recent victory um, and over Tipperary and Shane Bennett stepped into the breach. Now, it was a huge, it was a huge boost. Um, we, we, uh, we was talking about the downsides of the Waterford team. Um, it was a huge boost uh, that um, that Shane Bennett returned to the panel. Um, that was a major boost. That, 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 that was like signing a Jack Grealish nearly at this stage. Um, but he 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 bedded in nicely at centre half back um, last week. Now Patrick Patrick Corn, who who is a forward that that um, I, I have personally a very good time for. Um, he seems to be nailing down a place now, and um, uh, it, it 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 was one of the things I couldn't understand uh, particularly last year that he that he didn't because I I, I think coming through the ranks as both minor under twenty one. And that seeing a level, he he has never let the side down. So, um, look, it's a completely new year. It's a completely new game. What has happened um, in 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 2020 is totally irrelevant to what will happen um, between the White Lines in Croke Park at five o'clock tomorrow evening. Yeah, it, it definitely is a new year. And I, I, are you in through a lot of the Watford team there? And I'm I'm eager to go through both teams just later on in, in this. But but just for now. With Limerick coming in as huge favourites, I suppose last year against Galway in the semi-final, they were also favoured and they got through that. But I just harpened back to 2019 and the semi-final against Kilkenny, where they came in as Munster champions at that long break. And I suppose they got caught with a bit of an ambush from Kilkenny. Is there a danger of that happening again this weekend? Well, you know, Sean Finn was at, was at pains in his interview um, during the week to say like how happy he was that that four week gap that was between um, between the Munster final and 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 the the All Ireland semi final had been somewhat bridged three weeks. Um, I on the face of it, you would say yes, but if you delve into it, you would say no for the simple reason that when you looked at if you looked at the round robin, Jack, um, when we had the round robin series. Um, the third game for a third week in a row always seemed to present a barrier to all teams. And we have Waterford now in a situation going into Saturday's game for a fourth weekend in a row. So, and the, the type of game that Waterford played, this running game, high intensity running, um, it's bound to, to somewhat 
um, take its toll, whilst Limerick will be coming into the game fresh. And, and I, I think the answer to your original question is no, that it doesn't. It, it doesn't favour the team that, that 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 has been active. Maybe with that extra four weeks, um, that extra week, it may. But Sean Finn, as I said, was at pains um, to point out that 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 um, you know how how um, that 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 it was beneficial that it, it was reduced to three weeks, and he elaborated why. Um, you you know you had a full week for recovery, and you had a week of hard training, and then you had a week of of training and inter match routine. So it 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 would look in, in a normal situation to be an ideal situation to have a three week break. Yeah, and just looking through some of the comments, and make sure to get your comments in, and get your thoughts on who you're going to is going to win the weekend, where you think it's going to be won and lost, um, even on the team. So we'll just go through a few of those. Ollie O'Regan Jr. says Limerick, of course. When I asked uh, our, who they think would win, Doris Shire was the same. Limerick for sure. Mahuna Mac, John is going to the game this weekend. Uh, he, he hopes Limerick give it to Waterford on Limerick. Um, Trina Hamilton says she thinks Limerick will be too strong, despite Waterford's hunger, and they'll definitely be hungry in Waterford. Uh, such a long delay for Nall Ireland. K. Ryan, simple with Limerick and a green love heart. Um, so just on, on the teams, well, so we haven't got the Waterford team, but we have got the, the Limerick team. and. And I suppose there's no real surprises with the changes. We got Dan Morrissey is back in and Aaron Galan. Um, it, it just gives that bit of freshness. And I suppose it just shows the competition for places in the Limerick team that even though you're bringing on All-Stars and Dan Morrissey and Aaron Galan, you've All-Stars on the bench in Rich English and Graham Mulcahy. Yeah, they're coming in instead of All-Stars. You know, that, 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 that's, that's a very, very, very strong position to be in. But the, the, the big question, of course, about Limerick is... Um, we have no doubt at all about the level that they can reach. But we, 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 even though I've had protestations um, to the country um, that they were not themselves and, or they were not poor in the first half against Tipperary, I, I thought in relative terms um, they, they were poor. Um, and it was coupled with the fact that, that Tipperary were excellent in absolutely excellent in that first half in the, in, in, in the Munster final. Um, but by God, well, Limerick to turn out in Croke Park on Saturday and give 70 minutes of what they get in the second half, it, 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 it just was simply, simply awesome. And, the, the, you know, the big men really stood up. And at the, at the risk of being boring at this stage about, about Keane Lynch, you know, he, he took the game absolutely by the scruff of the neck, absolutely. But you mentioned you mentioned Dan Morrissey and you mentioned um, uh, Aaron Galland there, Jack. They came on huge, huge impact. You know, that is evidence of the strength of the Limerick squad. They made um, they made instant impacts. Now it was unfortunate um whatever injury that that that, that Richie English picked up and and um but 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 certainly the the the, the, the two that are mentioned um they they made um, made a huge impact. And like you you, you think about Kyle Hayes and and he goes, he gets a goal against Cork in 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 the Munster final, and and our Munster semi final, and you you'll say that um, you know he he, he won't be allowed to do that again, but he, he you know it was a carbon copy almost, and like you know 
Is it that he got away with it a second time? No, it isn't. It's absolutely sheer power matched with skill, absolute skill. The way he finished it was absolutely, absolutely clinical. Um, you, you see, you, you all those factors. And, and uh, of course, another unseen factor was I, I thought we saw an absolutely outstanding display on the day by Barry Nash at cornerback. Arguably his best game at senior level. But we, we have spoken, we have we've spoken a number of times, and and I absolutely admire um to no end Barry Nash's versatility. We saw him as a very, very prolific and dangerous underage forward at at, at, at minor and under 21 level. John Kiley uh, switched him back to the halfback line uh, two years ago. Eyebrows were raised all over the place. No, no, was he losing the run of himself? And what did we see? We saw three or four man of the match performances from Barry Nash. And when the call came last year, when John Kiley was faced with replacing two of his full backline, Mike Casey and Richie English, because of injury, Barry Nash dovetails neatly in 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 at cornerback. He's made the position his own. Absolutely, he has been faultless in the in the in the two games, and he, he gets very very little mention, very very little mention. But I honestly thought that his performance in in the Munster final, right through now, first and second half, was absolutely one for the ages. Oh yeah, Barry has has certainly stepped into that role with minimal of fuss, and I suppose getting into the tactics of it. Waterford like to, to drop out deep and we'll say the full forward line their team hasn't been named, as I mentioned, will most likely be Desi Hutchinson, um, Austin Cleason and Patrick Curran, as you mentioned. And usually it's Desi on his own inside. And you'd imagine Sean Finn is going to be hand-picked to mark Desi Hutchinson. So that could nearly play into Barry Nash's game that he's going to be further out the field, closer to the goal. And we saw him in the league that he can definitely score from cornerback. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and I I, I think your 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 assessment is probably right, and um, it it worked it worked against them. Um, it, it certainly worked the last day against Tipperary, but I I, I think um, from a tactical point of view and 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 parts of their game that um, Waterford let a few cats out of the bag against Tipperary. They had to to to, to dig out the game, and if you let cats out of the bag. By God, John Kiley will gobble him up, you know, and and Paul Kinnock, and and um, I I I agree with you that that that's what they probably will do. Patrick Curran tends to rove out around the forty in the in 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 around centre forward position, move 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 around. And Austin Gleeson, of course, um, he's unlikely to to perch himself inside in the edge of the square. So look. They have a they have a potent full forward line. There's no question at all about that. Um, but it, it is how they play on the day and what kind of a supply they'll get on the day. And I think that that Limerick's tactic will be to ensure that the supply that they get is as minimum as possible. Yeah, I think I think the work has to go out to field and we get on to that. But there's just a few more comments. Frank Joe on, on Twitter says Barry Nash is unsung hero of this brilliant Limerick team. Did some work in the Munster final, and you you touched on that, and then. The Shellminator on YouTube, kind of with a little bit of a rhyme for the fullback line, Nash all over like a rash, Finn harder than sin, Morrissey buzzed like a bee, and I, I suppose it's just a brilliant fullback line. And it's and when we were when we won the All Ireland in twenty eighteen, we were saying Finn, Rich English, and Mike Casey. You couldn't get a better fullback line, and 
Here we have a completely different reincarnation of the fullback line. You've obviously Mike Casey has just come back from injury. Rich English picked up that injury. It's just a testament to Limerick that the players are coming through. But in the line in front of them three, it's probably Limerick's standout line with the half hour line. But Burns, Hannon, and Hayes, and they'll be up against Jack Fagan, Stephen Bennett, and Jack Prendergast. And I just think the matchup with Jack Fagan, whichever whichever man he goes on to, either Hayes or Burns, the aerial battle there will be worth entrance fee alone. It will, it will, it it will. But uh, I, I, I would have, I would have, um, and I know Jack Fagan is 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 very very good in the air. And I'm just trying to think quickly. Um, what game did he snatch the ball inside in the forest of players and 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 flick it into the net? Because this Limerick. year anyway, it was against pardon? Limerick. It was against Limerick in Walsh Park. He came up over. It was. Days. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was. So Limerick, Limerick I, I, I'm sure, will have contingencies in place for, for Jack, uh, Jack Fagan's aerial prowess. But if he, if, if, if he comes up against either of the two that you mentioned, I'd be quite confident that that, that on one-to-ones, I, I'd be very, very confident of, Jack, of um, Dermot Burns and, and um, um, Kyle Hayes counter, counteracting Jack Fagan. Now, he, he, his aerial prowess is, is a bit of a problem. There's no no question about that. But I, I I think Limerick will be very 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 mindful of it, and 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 will 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 take action to ensure that he he doesn't impact in the game in that regard. But is is the best form of defence just say he goes in and Kyle Hayes is the best form of defence for Limerick to go all out attack and tell Kyle. Get up that line and make sure he follows you and see what Jack Fagan and Stephen Bennett are like on the back foot. Yeah, but sure, that, that that that's that's what it's likely to, to be anyway, isn't it? And and uh, like Limerick have done that so often, and 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 uh, uh, counties have failed to counteract it. And we mentioned it while ago about uh, about the, the Kyle Hayes goal and his second goal in 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 as many matches. It's 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 absolutely sheer power. Um, he's a super athlete. You know, and a super hurler to go with it, and like you have Burns then raiding on the other side and picking off the odd long range point, and he's very, very good from long range place balls. It's you, you if, if you were to if, if if you were to create two ideal wing backs, we've got him. Yeah, if you took, took him out of a lab, it'll be Darren Burns and Kyle Hayes. We're, we're blessed to have him, and then in the middle, you obviously have Declan Hannon, and, and Declan Hannon is Limerick's quarterback. I don't know if there's a better pure striker in the game, but the only thing is it could be where Limerick is susceptible is if if Hannon is is sitting, which he will invariably do, and and it's for the, the better of the team. Jack Prendergast is a bit of a live wire at centre forward. Could there be trouble for Limerick if he drops deep like Jason Ford did, like Tony Kelly did last year, and can get the ball way out the field on his own, pretty much? Yeah, yeah, there there the, the, the could be trouble. Um, but but um, when 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 you talk about those three players, and this is no disrespect to Jack Prendergast, and he's he's a very very good player, but he doesn't have the same finishing prowess as either Jason Ford or Tony Kelly, and therefore is not in as big a position or is in as well placed to to punish you. Um, when he drops deep and, and, and gets in possession. But I, I have the utmost faith that, that uh, on, on Declan Hannon. De- Declan Hannon is another one that you get from a lab as well, you know, and uh, he, he's, he's, he, you know, I've been saying this about Declan Hannon for a long, long time. Um, Declan Hannon makes hurling, in my opinion, look a beautiful game. 
he makes it he makes it look simple he makes the difficult things look simple his anticipation he has his anticipation um, his hurling his his distribution that was one was it in the monster final that he released um i'm just trying to think and getting confused between all the games but he, you know he just got the minimum space looked up picked out a player and was over the bar you know i think christine lynch he picked out you know yeah like I, I don't have any worries, and I, I hear this thing going around. Like, will such and such a one give Declan Hannon trouble? Who really has given Declan Hannon trouble? Yeah, I, I suppose it's more his, his is a more of a, of a team role, and and Hannon protects that full back line, and I suppose he has that trust as well that if his man picks it up and it goes over his head, that he has Finn Morrissey and Barry Nash behind. That look, if it goes to that scenario, and then. We haven't even mentioned Nicky Quaid. That if if worse comes to worse, we have the best goalie in Ireland as well. And uh, yeah. every time we go on, we mention Nicky Quaid, but he deserves to be mentioned. He does certainly. But but but, but, but before we finish on Declan Hannon, like um, if, if if it goes over his head and into the full back line, he's back there helping his full back line straight away and is available to take the pass and clear. You know. Yeah. Um. And 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 uh, his his power of recovery is absolutely fantastic. But you look, Nicky is Nicky. Like, <laughs> what what can you say that hasn't been said about Nicky? Or what can you say to do justice to the contribution that Nicky Quaid has made? Like, um, you'd need you'd need a couple of treaty talks, I think, um, Jack. He, his contribution, not 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 just alone to to Limerick, but his contribution to his club, Effen. And his contribution to the GAA is absolutely phenomenal. I, I think people don't realize. Um, I, I'd be telling people about about the, the contribution that 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 Nicky Quaid makes off the field as well, with training youngsters and improving the facilities in his in in his own club, hands on and and a leader and all that, and to go with it, a fantastic all star goalkeeper. Yeah, and we've threatened to do a special on the on Nicky Quaid and I suppose the Quaid family, and I think it could be a Christmas special this year because last year we obviously had the championship at Christmas. But I suppose talking about Nicky Quaid and then his absent number, Sean O'Brien, and you mentioned Sean O'Brien, it's probably where the biggest discrepancy lies in the teams. And no disrespect to Sean O'Brien, but it's just experience. You need experience in the goals, and I've played in goals a few times this year, and it's one position you kind of need to know what you're doing inside there because if anything goes wrong in there you're to blame, and it's probably the, the biggest discrepancy, I think, of the teams. But I think Morris Brown, he texts in there on Facebook with a great point, and he just says, I think Limerick will win. They play as one unit. They stick to the plan and don't panic. And I suppose, and I, I'm going to touch it to another point, Limerick play as a one, and if you stop, we'll say, Tom Morrissey, you're going to have to stop Claude Hegarty, Aaron Galland, Shane Sanigan. There's so many players you have to stop, whereas Waterford are probably that little bit more reliant on one individual and if I was to pick one of them, it would probably be Jamie Barron. And he's made a huge difference, Jamie, since he came back. He obviously missed the Clare game. He only came on against Leash. But against Galvin, against Tip, the, the, the performances from Jamie Barron are incredible. And he's probably, on his day, the premier midfielder in the country. But when, has, when he's been matched up at William O'Donoghue, it's generally gone the way of the Pearshick man. So how important is that midfield battle for Limerick? It has, and and the last two big games, there's 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 not any doubt about it. The Munster final of, of last year and the All Ireland final of last year, it certainly has fell Limerick's way. Um, that J J Jamie Barron wasn't allowed to impose himself on uh, like he had done in previous games, or that he has done indeed for that matter since he came back this year. And um, I think it's hugely important. Um, he 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 is the heartbeat. Um, 
he he's the pulse of that of that um of that Waterford team, he 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 does for Waterford what Dara Fitzgibbon does for Cork, and I, I know we'll be talking about Cork and Kilkenny in a moment. But um, he, you know, he absolutely hugely important. But he, he seems to find great difficulty in when he comes up against Willem O'Donoghue, and from a Limerick point of view, it's very very important that that run continues um, at the weekend. Yeah, definitely. And, and just um, a few comments here. We have uh, Martin O'Shea, who he, he's plucking for Waterford. And I suppose we've a, we have a comment here from Jim Daly. Um, do you realise there's two teams in the field? And I think we're doing a fair job going through both the teams. But obviously, two Limerick men, you're going to be that bit biased. Um, I certainly don't think Limerick have this game won. And I, I think of, the, of the, the three teams Limerick could have faced, I think Waterford are the most dangerous. And just a point here from... Sean O'Tiernig, the game he won in the middle third, and the power. I think Waterford have the power to upset Limerick, that they can probably take on Limerick in a way that no other team can. What do you make of that? Yeah, what, um, yeah I, 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 I've been saying that all right, but um, it, to, a, to a certain degree. But, it, but in answer to Jim Daly there, and we, we're talking all about Limerick, we haven't come to Waterford at all yet. So, um, uh, like he's sort of preempting what we might, what 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 we might be saying. If he holds on in there, we'll we'll be, we'll be talking about Waterford in a minute, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but um, it, it's it's your question, Jack, was about the middle third. Hmm. Uh, well, you know who we have in the middle third when it comes to it. <laughs> we have a certain Keen Lynch, you know, who um, who seems to take control of, of 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 that area of the field. But having said that, Waterford are quite equipped. Waterford are quite equipped to to tackle us on there, to take to take us on there. Um, how successful they will be, that is the question. And you know, therein lies their their, their chances of success. Um, but anyone that thinks that we are writing off Limerick. Are writing off Waterford, we certainly, we certainly aren't writing off Waterford, and I think we um, uh, at, at, the, at the very outset um, we acknowledged here in this cast that that Waterford um, it would be a totally what different Waterford team that we will be facing on Saturday than that that we faced in last year's All Ireland final, and we're trying to dig below the surface and find out why that that is so and you know um there, there, there are there are a lot of valid reasons as to why it will be so like waterford <coughs> waterford will will have learned um they they will they will have um liam cahill will will have a year extra, extra with, with 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 his squad and down there you know the real reason jack is that, that, that why it would be different is that Waterford have a damn lot of good hurlers and very, very good hurlers. And the big question that we're trying to pass and analyze is whether they have enough good hurlers to, um, to, to, to overcome Limerick or not. I think they're going to give Limerick quite, quite a test on Saturday. Yeah, you, you talk about the difference there between 2020 and this year. And probably a big, big change for Waterford has been in that half-back line. And it's, it's inflicted on Waterford, obviously... The injury to Tyg Dwerka in last year's All-Ireland final. I don't think Waterford win the All-Ireland if Tyg Dwerka is there. But Tyg Dwerka, like, if if Declan Hannon is Limerick's quarterback, Tyg Dwerka is the same and more for Waterford. Just an exceptional talent. He's reading of the game. is second to none. But obviously, Tyg isn't there this year. And we wish him the best luck in his recovery. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to play with his club in the Waterford Championship. Um, probably for Limerick 
or Limerick point of view, you're probably happy not to see Tyg there because he's that good. But Shane Bennett has gone in at centre-back. He is a forward. We've seen with Barry Nash that forwards can play in the backs, that they can do that. He's a completely different player side to Burka, and he'll probably be tasked with Martin Keane Lynch. And he mightn't be a defender in, in, in his play, but Shane Bennett will definitely have the speed just to keep going with Keane Lynch. And he'll probably put into Keane's mind that he can go forward as well. It's a different one for Keane Lynch and probably one that hasn't been tried before. And if it works for Waterford, you are going a long way to neutralise Limerick. You are absolutely, and we we, we 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 totally acknowledge that. If 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 some county finds finds um finds a formula someday to neutralise Keen Lynch, um it 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 certainly will go a long long way towards 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 um will will certainly put Limerick un, under an awful lot of pressure. But I'm not so sure that Shane Daly might or Shane Bennett might start at centre back. It might be Earl Daly. Um, that, that might go in there, but um, uh, Waterford have a real, real find in in in, in the last two years, and uh, he's, he's 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 a player um, uh, that that you know hit the scene last year, and he's absolutely growing in stature this year, and and that is wing back Callum Lyons, who absolutely loves to go forward, and I think it was in his first championship game last year against Cork. Where he ghosted up the right wing and and buried the ball in the court and it passed Anthony Nash, which isn't an easy thing to do. So, um, like he he's 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 um he he's a real good player now. Um, Kieran Bennett is 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 the other lad on 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 the other wing. I think he was in the forwards last year, and uh, I think he I think he's he's he's. He's he's settling down, and again, as you mentioned, and as we mentioned about Barry Nash, there there is another um, player that that has been switched from attack to defence, and and relatively successfully. So, if 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 you if you take the Tipperary game into account, so um, look, um, yeah, Waterford, Waterford will will be strong at half back, but Limerick, of course, are very 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 strong at half forward. Um, like when you have the hurler of the year, um, of. 2020 hurler of the year of 2018 plus Tom Morrissey. <laughs> this is very interesting about about, about Tom Morrissey and um, about the um, and the Munster final. Um, Tom was taken off in in, 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 in in the game against Cork. The game didn't run for him. But like when you do the stats of the Munster final, Tom ended up with six points, five of which from were from play. And I I I, I think. Um, we predicted that kind of a response from Tom, and 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 um, but on the day it, it didn't seem to be happening. But um, Tom's points came all came at crucial stages. Um, he, he was keeping Limerick. A couple of them came at a vital stage in the first half. Just keep the scoreboard ticking over when things weren't going that well, and then towards the end he got a couple when they were when they were closing out the game. Um, like you know, it was the type of of, of response that 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 we were expecting from Tom, and and um, like that that's going to be a huge battle. Um, whatever three Waterford will come up with in the half back line against um against Hegarty, um, Lynch and Morrissey, that is. Probably, probably, maybe, maybe the defining area of the field in the game. Yeah, you you are probably right. It probably is the defining area, and it'll be up to Liam Cahill to decide. And 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 he could go a number of ways, as you mentioned. Earl Daly, he missed the last two games of injury. Uh, he actually came on for Tide Burke in last Ireland uh, final. So he's probably the one, as you mentioned, that will go in centre back if you want to free up Shane Bennett to go further up the field. 
Uh, you mentioned Kieran Bennett, a brilliant player. I think he scored three from play the last day. He's kind of like the, the Burns for Waterford. And then Callum Lyons is as close to Kyle Hayes as you're going to get. Um, only left-handed is probably the only difference in the two of them. They're exceptional to watch. They are changing the way halfbacks are, are playing. And it, put, it does put into the mind of Tom Morrissey and Grod Hegarty that they're not going to have it their way like they've become accustomed to it, that they will be on, on the back foot for a share of the game. Um, just a few more comments. We'll go in here. Derek Carey is another one that, that's going for Waterford. Uh, he's family in Limerick, but his head is saying that it's going to be Waterford. Um, Sarah Sullivan is a club mate of ours. She's from Mesquiton. Hi, Sarah. How are you? She's saying, come on, Limerick. That's generally uh, the, the feeling we're getting from the Limerick folk. Jim Daly is sending out a warning that Pat Horgan missed 1-8 against Limerick and we won by 8. Um, Kenneth Sullivan has replied saying we had 20 wides on the same day. So there's there's a lot to be said. But getting into the full forward line where, where games are so often won and lost, um, you have Aaron Glenn, you have Seamus Flanagan and you have Peter Casey. But on the Waterford side, you're going to have definitely Conor Prunty at fullback. You're more than likely going to have Ian Kenny in the corner and then you have the choice between Conor Gleeson and Shane McNulty. You know, Conor Gleeson was missing the Tipperary game through suspension, but do you fancy Gleeson to come back in? He started the first three games. Yeah, I would fancy Conor Gleeson to come back in. So um, you, you're, you're, you're probably looking at you're probably looking at Gleeson, Gleeson. You're probably looking at Gleeson, um, Conor Prunty, and 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 um, and Kenny as as the probably likely full back line. Um, it, 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 certainly, Conor Gleeson coming back is a boost. Certainly for for Waterford. Um, now he he again is a player that has been tried in various areas of the field, and and um, again seems to have adapted quite well to cornerback. It 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 will give you a sense of 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 um, Liam, Liam Cal's thinking and 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 um, uh, about the the versatility of the players that he wants at his disposal. Now Conor Prunty is a fine fullback that that has been proved um, in in. in Last year, in particular, and notwithstanding the cover, the goal, particularly that 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 got that that can happen to anybody. It just it doesn't make him any lesser of a fullback. But um, I'm really looking forward to the battle between Conor Prunty and Seamus Flanagan. Um, that that could be a battle for the ages, and um, it would be interesting to see. I I, I I presume Ian Kenny, who started at right back in the All Ireland, would probably move over to left back. I'm not sure. Uh, the matchups. Uh, he, with um, Peter Casey and Angelan will be will will be will be terribly important. They'll be terribly important from a Watford point of view as well that they're successful, and they'll be they'll probably be equally as important from a Limerick point of view if they're to go on and win the game. Yeah, it, there's so many fascinating matchups, and I just wanted to, to go on Conor Prunty. I think against Tipperary, he may have been cut out for that first goal that goes over his head. It's probably Seamus Callan's experience. More than anything, but I thought Prunty was powerful in, in the in the in the quarter final against Tip and against Seamus Flanagan. He'll he'll have his hands full, but like that's a fascinating battle. He could even go on to Galan, but there was a comment made there, and look, um, anything happened. The heat of battle, but against Waterford in Walsh Park earlier this year, Limerick had two red cards. Now the one to Kyle at the very end, I think, was extremely soft, and I think they were just picking out a man inside in a scuffle. But Aaron Galan against Tipperary was probably lucky to get away and uh, I'm just going to find the name so it won't be blamed for me but uh, Michael Heelan says that uh, Galan and Flanagan have a sharp fuse that that's where Watford could go after him now I'm not saying that but 
if Waterford can get on top in that full forward line, if they can get ahead of Galan and Flanagan, it will all probably come down to Peter Casey. And ha- he has been flying this year and he is capable of taking on a team on his own. But if you can stop two out of three in Limerick's full forward line, then you're again, you're going a long way to stopping the Limerick juggernaut. You are you're go you're you're going a considerable way now. It's 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 hard. Um, Peter Casey is, is is the least predictable of the three because he tends to move around so much, and he's he's so economical with his striking, and 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 um, you know that 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 he's 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 very he's very very difficult to counteract, and um, like he is he's massive work rate as well for a for a corner forward. So um, it it it's um. You're right. If 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 Waterford can negate two of the Limerick full forward line, it 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 will go somewhere towards stopping the Limerick juggernaut, as you call it. Yeah, and I suppose that's going through the teams. Then when you just go on to the managers, because the managers have so much um to play, or they have so much like emphasis on this team. And John Kiley, we spoke at length about John Kiley, and I, I suppose we've done enough talking really about John Kiley and Paul Kinnerk to that extent. But for Liam Cahill to do what he's done in the last two years at Waterford. It was a Waterford team that hadn't won a game in two years. They'd probably got a fair share of clippings as well in that time. To come back, they've now beaten Tip, they've beaten Kenny, they've beaten Cork, they've beaten Waterford, they've beaten Clare. They've beaten everyone but Limerick. Can you see Liam trying something completely different this year? He's, he played against them twice last year. Last board of them will have learned lessons. How would you see them going about it this weekend? He will. He will. He will have learned lessons, and and that that that's the point we're making right from the start. That there will be a totally different Waterford animal. But talking of 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 Liam Cal, um, there are a lot of parallels be- between Liam Cal and John Kiley. Like John Kiley led Limerick to an All Ireland Under Twenty One success in in twenty fifteen. And then made the transition by 2018 to senior. Liam Cahill has gone down a similar path, albeit he won under 21s or under 20s, under 21, under 20 back to back with 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 his native Tipperary, and has now gone on to Waterford. And um, he's doing he's doing an absolute superb job with Waterford because um, he came into a Waterford side that that um, uh, that you know were really drifting. I, it would be unfair to say going nowhere, but drift, drifting along. No, he made he made two huge decisions um, when he came in first, um, and that was the exclusion of 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 um, Waterford heroes and household names, Noel Connors and Morris Shanahan from 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 the panel. But he made a statement of what he was all about, and he he has driven on from that. And he, he, his credentials as a coach, his credentials as as a manager. And and um, you know they, they 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 are beyond question at this stage with what he has achieved with this Waterford team to get him to an All Ireland final last year, and and um, you know uh, he certainly will have a plan, and um, you know what that plan is going to be to beat Limerick is 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 he going to come up with something that we haven't seen before? Um, I, I, I think Limerick have seen most of it, if not all of it, before. And uh, John Kiley and Paul Kinnerk are such meticulous in their preparation. 
that they, 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 they will have covered every eventuality. But quite honestly, I don't know what he's going to come up with. But he will come up with more of his running game, which has been so successful for him in 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 the um, in the competition this year and in indeed last year. And um, like, I think this game this game will be this game, Jack. Before there'll be a winner decided, will go down the home straight. Yeah, it it promised to be a fascinating game and. And we spoke great, great at length of this game, and you could talk for days about it. But I suppose we'll get into prediction side of it, Matt. And maybe I've I've a fair feeling we're going to go with this. But where will the game be won and lost? We've gone through each line, gone through the managers, gone through the fact that Limerick have the break, Waterford had four weeks, but Waterford have that hunger, and it's and and it's hard to beat hunger. And I know Limerick have won two All Irelands, but they'll still have that bit of hunger to win and create legacy for so long. But can Watford's hunger counteract Limerick's, I suppose, obvious greatness? I, I don't think it will on this occasion. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Limerick naturally um, because um, Limerick know that they have a special team. And I, 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 I think there is, there is a, a collective determination um, within the group from John Kiley down to number, num, number 36. That there are opportunities in front of them, and they're they're doing their utmost to make the most of it. Because um, after last year's All Ireland final, um, you you would say that um, you know they had achieved what they had to achieve. Um, they were they were they they, they they banished the idea of there being a one year wonder. Um, they banished the idea like that that, that the um, the the round robin system in Munster suited them because they won it in a practically totally different format. All those were put to bed, but there was one thing that was not put to bed as far as um, uh, as far as I could determine from speaking to a couple of the lads and speaking and you know and the management is the hunger for more. And there's hunger in Waterford, but there is hunger in Limerick, and there's hunger in Limerick. And most of the lads don't remember it probably to atone for 45 years of misery, but they will have heard enough about it. And Tom Morrissey, last year when he gave an interview prior to the All-Ireland final and when he was asked the question about the, the comparison with the 1930s, um, he deflected it very, very quickly to say like that they, they were making their own history. And that, that is the way it is. Um, I think Limerick will not lack motivation one iota. The fact that they've won two All-Irelands and three leagues, this group, and some of them two All-Ireland under on, on 21 medals. Um, it, it, it is the one thing that came through to me after last year's All-Ireland final and since last year's All-Ireland final that for the most part, this squad are one bit happy with what they have achieved to date. They want more. And I think that will be a determining factor. Yeah, I think there there's definitely a desire to create a legacy, even if they're not putting the word legacy, which they're quick to to put away. But they are definitely going that way. And I and Neil Tracy is a proud Limerick man. And off the ball, actually tweeted after the Munster final, he was like he wanted someone to to make a picture of John Kiley handing or Brian Cody handing a baton to John Kiley. And Limerick are certainly going that way. But they have a huge task ahead of them. And I think the game will probably be won in the final ten fifteen minutes because four weeks on the row. Is very tough and look it's unfortunate for Waterford and it's unfortunate for a spectator if it plays out like that if Waterford's legs go 
because there's nothing they can do about that. But I don't think this game is going to be won till the end. Watford need to hit the ground running, and they probably will because they have played games, and I think it'll come down to the end. But I think we'll have Limerick in back-to-back all Ireland finals for the first time in a long, long time. But just before we move on from the game, there's a good few comments here they want to go through. Derek Carey, Watford man, he just said it was a brilliant podcast, and we love to hear like that. Um, he is saying that we're correct with Limerick's half-forward line is a serious threat. But he's leaving He's leaving a comment there about their legend, Ozzy Gleeson. He's back in his happy place, roaming all over the place. And the Limerick backs better be ready for an Austin Gleeson onslaught. And if anyone is to take Limerick on, it'll be Ozzy. He scored five fights from play in the All-Ireland final last year. He hit over, he's hit 113 in the championship this year, a couple of sidelines in with that. He does seem to be in his happy place. And when Austin Gleeson gets going, there's, there's few like him. Um, Jim Daly is saying that four games in the trot is going to make a difference. The water had the fire in the bellies, but it might not be enough against this Limerick side. Jamie McCormick is, is saying Limerick have the Ireland in the bag. We won't be saying that just yet. Um, there's a few more from the Shellminator. Uh, brilliant uh, little, I suppose, rhymes again. Hayes leaves opponents in the days. Burns places rivals in urns. And Hannon always right on. Uh, they have one about Nicky Quaid. His equal is yet to be made. And I suppose to finish off with the Limerick game, Billy Smith says it best. Let's hope it's a great game and Limerick to come out on top. Um, I suppose he will be that bit biased, hoping for Limerick. But moving on from the Limerick game, and there's obviously another game the weekend on Sunday. Cork and Kilkenny will play the winners of Limerick and Ward from the Ireland final. Um, the bookies can't separate it, Matt. And I'm like that. I'm struggling to, to separate the teams. There are probably two completely different teams going against each other, whereas Limerick and Waterford are, are similar. Cork and Kilkenny completely contrasting. How do you see the game going? Yeah, and, and if the bookies and you you can separate them, Jack, and you expect me to, is it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I I I I I was doing um a preview for our paper during the week on it, and I was delving in, in into obviously both sides, and um I I, I delved particularly in, in in into the Kilkenny side because um I, I i was pretty familiar um with with uh, with cork being in being in munster and um um uh, limerick having played them in the league and limerick having played them in the championship and i was pretty familiar with all the players and what they were all about but looking at kilkenny um i i, I and this is this is no disrespect to kilkenny or no disrespect to an, anybody um I, there's two points I would make. Now they they finished top of their group in in the league, and um, it was by far the easier group of the two. And I I would raise questions about the standard. Now people have done this and have been proved wrong in the past. And um, if I'm pr- proved wrong, so be it. But it would appear to me that the, that that the, that the standard of hurling in Munster is higher than is it is in Leinster at present. Now, um, we saw what happened to Wexford, um, eh, the way they got knocked out. And we, we saw we saw in particular what happened to Galway. Yeah, you know, the way Galway got beaten in, in the, um, first of all, got beaten in the Leinster final and then got beaten in the qualifiers by Waterford. Now, um, the, the defeat of Galway in the qualifiers by Waterford comes with 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 um with the caveat like that that um uh, I suppose Waterford and um 
it, it's the biggest hoodoo in in hurling. Waterford and Galway clashes. They've played twelve times. Waterford have won eleven, and the, the only one they didn't win was, of course, the one that really mattered most. I suppose was mm. was the twenty seventeen All Ireland final. But um, I'm saying that in the context of we we, we see um, how um, the Leinster teams have fared. Um, I'm just trying to back up my point that I don't think that the standard in in Leinster was as good as Munster this year. But Kilkenny are Kilkenny. And Brian Cody is Brian Cody. And he's in his 22nd or 23rd year as Kilkenny manager. You know, um, he's he's won two leagues. He's won two Leinster championships in the last couple of years. Nice and quietly. He got hit by a tsunami in last year's All-Ireland semi-final. He certainly won't be... Um, lacking motivation, but the big question is, have Kilkenny got the players to do it? Now, um, Cork, there is no doubt that Cork have taken to the qualifiers. Have we, um, I was, I have to say, in, 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 in the championship, um, um, you know, I, I, I think that they, 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 they have certainly improved since the game against Limerick. Now, whether they have improved enough to beat a team like Kilkenny or not is another question. Cork are in, in, in semi-transition. And um, now, I understand that um, Niall O'Leary is a doubt um, for um, for um, Sunday. And, um, but they're in the happy position um, that for the game against Dublin the last day, that Cullum Spillane made his long-awaited return, and um, who's a huge player for Cork. So and you have Robert Downey settling in as a fullback, and um, has had two excellent outings now for Cork against Clare and against Dublin, but he may be facing T.J. Reid on Sunday, so that will be a challenge of a new level, and definitely, definitely a very, very good hurler. On the face of the last two games, would seem to be about to make the fullback position his own. Like Sean O'Donoghue, very, very, very tight, very, very tight defender. Good half-back line. Where we speculated at the beginning of the year about Tim O'Mahony. Um, Tim O'Mahony would be the first name I, I would have on the Cork team every every, every week. And um, But we were at a loss to know where. And, uh, you know, I have to say I felt half-back was his position. And I, I, I think he's making that his own with Mark Coleman. John Millerick has been has been a it's been a revelation since since he since he came into the side. You've Tara Fitzgibbon. We have spoken about him. We know what he brings, and 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 um, uh, Luke Mead. Now it's up then to the cart forwards. Like Seamus Hannity looks to be recovering um, some of his some of the some of his best form. We've Shane Kingston. Um, we've Patrick Horgan, and of course. You know, the sensation of the season for me has been Jack O'Connor. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic at, at, at corner forward. You know, absolutely fantastic given uh, everybody the run around and given everybody plenty, plenty, plenty to think about. So Cork are certainly on an upward trajectory. But Kilkenny, they are all hands. Um, if you discount the tsunami that they were hit by Waterford last year in the second half, they're at old hands at sticking in there and getting and striking when the iron is hot and getting through semifinals. We note um, Jack to our cost. 
and and we don't and um you, you even jack are around long enough to remember 2014 and 2019 yeah oh and that was days in which till kenny dog out results so um i think it's 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 going to be very very close um you would imagine in the open spaces of croke park that the advantage might go to cork with the type of game they play but again as i said kilkenny like kilkenny have a very strong they have, they have a strong they have a strong defense they, they, they seem to have a strong defense like on murphy's as good a goalkeeper um second only to nicky quaid but then again, Patrick Collins for Cork is coming up along the rails as well there. And they have a good, solid spine to defence in Hugh Lawler and, 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 and Patrick Walsh. Tom, Tommy Walsh is in there. Paddy Deegan is in there with a lot of, lot of experience. They seem to have issues at midfield. And we spoke, we spoke about um, Limerick counteracting Jamie Bannon and the influence that he might bring to the game. It will be hugely important for Kilkenny to counteract what Dara Fitzgibbon will bring to the game. Because they, are, they in my view, are two of a kind. And, and um, I, I, I see um, Fitzgibbon as being the pulse and the heartbeat of that court team. And like he, he, he never, his form never seems to dip, Jack. He, he's, he's, he's totally consistent. And if he can impose himself, and get enough of ball into the forward line, then I think Cork are in with a real, real chance. But if you ask me to separate them, um, because of tradition and and because of, of um, I'm I'm reluctantly going, you know, I'm giving a cautious vote vote to Kilkenny, but um, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised were Cork to pull it off. Yeah, it, it's definitely a cautious vote. And, and Shane Dowling in his piece with RTE today, um, he's tipping Limerick by a couple of points, but he can't separate Cork and Kenny. And he even said, didn't like him to be on defence. Now, for you to be on defence is standard enough every week. But uh, just a few more comments. <laughs> the Shelvinator wants Kilkenny in the final so that we could blast him for 74 the last time he did back-to-back chances and she's not forgetting 2019. Now, there's a long, uh, a lot of hurling to get through. Like, Limerick will have to win Saturday. Kilkenny will have to win Sunday. And there's a few more. And I think Sean O'Tiernig sums up really well here. He says, it'll turn into battle, the Kilkenny car came. And that, that's what Kilkenny will want. And he said, Fergal Horn, Horgan will leave the game flow, which he does every week. And Fergal Horgan, I think, is unmatched in terms of referees and Kilkenny for this one. And I, I'll put it to you like this, Matt. And notwithstanding Waterford's performance in the second half last year, because that was exceptional. But if Kilkenny, is it simple as saying, if Kilkenny performed like they did against Limerick in 2019, that they'll win? But if they perform like they did against Watford in last year's semi-finals, that they'll lose. Yes, that sums it up, Jack. Yeah, that it, sums it up. And I, 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 I think if they perform like they did last year against Watford, that Cork are even in a better position to punish them more. Yeah, but I think, on the, I think, in the same token, that I, th- it might sound contradictory. I think, Kil- I think Cork's peak is higher than Kilkenny's, but I think Kilkenny have the ability to smother a team like they did to Limerick in 2019. But you mentioned all those Cork forwards. If two or three hit farm, and to be fair to Jack Connor, he has been the leading light this year. But if you can get if you can get Patrick Horgan and Seamus Harnady and Shane Kingston, even at an eight and a half out of ten, along with Jack O'Connor, yeah. like it'd be so hard to stop them Cork forwards. And it, Cork it, would it def- is, but- 
But you know, on on the other side, then like you've Adrian Mullen, you you've Owen Cody, you've 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 Walter Walsh, um, you know, you've Martin Keown, TJ, and and of course you have TJ. You have yeah. TJ, you know, and um, like. You know, you can give away freeze, but of course you can't give them away to Cork either. Patrick Corgan will start him over all day, thank you. And um, But uh, TJ Reid, um, uh, his battle with, with Robert Downey is going to be massive. <coughs> it's going to be massive in determining the game and in determining Cork's faith. But Robert Downey's um, confidence has to be sky high at the moment. Mm. He after two fine performances against against Clare and Dublin, and you know, confidence certainly Jack won't be an issue for Robert Downey. No, and, I, and it was interesting to watch last week's games. I mentioned Conor Prunty. I thought Conor Prunty was the man of the match, probably against Tipperary, and I think Robert Downey was the same. And just to give the fullbacks their credit, credit where credit's due, and that's a huge battle. And likewise, on the other side, whoever picks up Patrick Horgan, Jack O'Connor, and it'd probably be Shane Kingston inside there, the three of Tommy Walsh, the new Tommy Walsh, uh, Hugh Lawler, and Paddy Deegan, like Teague tough defenders. Like the more we talk about it here, Matt, the more I can see why the bookies aren't really giving odds. It's all evens, really, can't you? I can, I can, and not being able to. Uh, the more we talk about it, is nearly. Tis ne we're nearly getting confused nearly at this stage, Jack. What? But but um, I I'm going reluctantly and very very reluctantly for Kilkenny. But if we were caught to win it, I wouldn't be one bit surprised. Yeah, I'd side a cautious vote to Kilkenny. Just even the Brian Cody factor alone, he just knows how to win All Ireland semi-finals. It's very rare that you will catch Kilkenny on the semi-final. Now it's it's very rare you'll catch him any day of the week. But I think with Brian Cody, TJ Reid is probably at the twilight of his well he is at the twilight of his career the likes of Tommy Walsh and him that started with so many All-Irelands they'd want to get back there but the same for Cork their famine now is is it 16 years at this stage since they last won All-Ireland and the four teams this weekend are all playing for something like it, it's incredible and just before we go Matt like the decision to play the two semi-finals in one weekend that started in 2018 and I suppose I was like one I was like you're, you're, you're losing the weekend of Ireland essentially but we got it the first year of the Cork and Limerick extra time. It was the best game I've ever seen. You had Clare, Clare and Galway played out a draw. Then the following year, you had Limerick, Kilkenny, Neil Wexford and Tip. Like, you can't get a better weekend really in Hurling, can you? No, 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 no. It's 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 it's, it's a weekend um, um, that's dedicated to showcasing hurling and showcasing hurling at its best. And certainly, the counties that have been involved in the weekends for the last couple of years, they certainly haven't let the side down. They they've they've been absolutely excellent. Yeah, and as Billy said, as Billy Smith said, let's hope for a great game on on both days. Hopefully, from a Limerick point of view, we'll come out on top on Saturday evening. That game throws in at five o'clock. It's live on RTE, and then. Half three on Sunday to see which will come out in Cork and Kilkenny. It'll be a real game of chess both days. Um, we'll leave it there, Matt. We've nearly the hour done. Um, we Just for a tree talk itself, we'll be back probably Monday or Tuesday just to preview any of the weekend's action. Obviously, the Limerick game. Look back in the Camogie. The junior side are into the knockout stages. They don't know are in a semi or quarter final yet. And we have the Munster minor football final to look forward to. A first minor football final in 23 years to quarter for Limerick. Um, obviously, we didn't have Kieran today. That wasn't clickbait. Just things um, came up. Kieran, he couldn't join us. But I'm sure he'll be back to, to talk about, hopefully, an All-Ireland final with Limerick in it. But regardless, Matt, once again, many thanks to you. And we will talk again soon.
Thank you, Jack. Thank you very much. Especially in the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. It's the 